Hello and welcome to the first ever edition of Pacific Post-Ups. This is just going to be a general pod discussing discussing the Pacific Division, uh, going through obviously the Lakers, the Clippers, the Suns, the Warriors and the Kings, discussing how things stand and maybe looking at some alternate opinions. We're going to bring on some local experts from time to time, do some deep dives, as well as just having an overall look at the division. Today's episode, I'm going to start off by putting these five teams in tiers. So it's actually one of the more competitive divisions in the league at the moment. Um, the Kings being the worst team by record in the division at 12 and 13, which is extremely competitive. Uh, they've got three of the top four teams in the West. The Warriors currently sitting at eighth. Uh, so it's a very competitive division. And so there's certainly four teams in here that are made moves in the last couple of seasons to position themselves to contend this year. So we'll, uh, we'll get into it now. So in the top tier, it has to be the LA Lakers. Um, they're the reigning champions. They've got one of the MVP contenders in LeBron James, one of the best defensive players in the game in Anthony Davis. And when it comes down to it, like we saw in the playoffs last year, when you have a two-man game between two of the best players in the league, as well as a good defensive coach in Frank Vogel, you're going to have every chance to go the whole way. Uh, LeBron's t- played a few less minutes this year. Um, certainly gotten off ball a little bit more with Dennis Schroeder in the lineup. But what's really stood out from his game this year is how well he's shooting the three. Uh, 39%, taking almost seven a game. And it's, you know, if, if he can consistently knock the threes down like this throughout the playoffs, it just makes him a totally different player. Um, and that also makes Anthony Davis's role gravity even more important. Uh, you know, teams can't go under the screen and LeBron can just pull up and make him pay. So he's had a really good year. And I think there was at one point in LeBron's career where we all thought as he aged, he might become more of a post player. If anything, has gone the other way and become more of a shooter. Um, but he's looking uh, every bit the man right now at 36 years old. Uh, Anthony Davis has had not the greatest start to the year. Um, he's been suffering some Achilles pain and has been in and out of the lineup. Uh, he's also just looked a little bit more passive. Uh, we've noticed now with Gasol in the lineup and Montrez Harrell. He's been willing to defer to those uh, two guys a little bit, particularly earlier on in games. Not that Gasol has been taking many shots. Uh, And at this point, it seems like he's just trying to get himself in uh, the right shape for the playoffs. I know Draymond Green said Anthony Davis looked out of shape. Of course, there's certainly some irony in that coming from Draymond Green. Uh, But I think he's building into it. Uh, The only perhaps sign from concern from him is the fact that he is shooting quite poorly from three. But he doesn't need the three ball to play his best basketball. As long as he can make shots with his face-up game, that's really all that matters. Uh, as far as the new additions to the, the team this year, uh, Dennis Schroeder looks like he's slightly fitting in. He's the third leading scorer in the team. Uh, another player that perhaps isn't shooting the three all that well. He did shoot it quite well last year in OKC, playing in those three-guard lineups. But he's been a good pick-and-roll partner for Montrez Harrell. And he's been able to take some of the ball handling pressure off LeBron. KCP, uh, arguably having a career year whilst only averaging about nine points a game. He's shooting the absolute lights out of it, shooting almost four threes a game and almost 45%. Uh, 
which has been really good to see. They've shortened up their rotation a bit more um, over the last kind of month or so. We've seen less Wes Matthews, less Markeith Morris. Uh, Alex Caruso's looked good. Kyle Kuzma seems to be understanding his role now as a role player a lot more, perhaps with the security of that $40 million deal behind him. Um, and he's been shooting the three well as well. I think what will be interesting this year as far as uh, when we get to the playoffs, I certainly think the Clippers will give them a better run for their money. Uh, if the Nuggets can you know, pull out of the you know, slump they're in, I guess, from a record perspective uh, behind Jokic, uh, I certainly think they could also give them a run for their money this year as well. Uh, but all in all, the Lakers at the moment are just kind of sitting in fifth gear um, and uh, whilst the Jazz do have the top record in the West, I feel like that's something that isn't concerning LeBron or the Lakers at the moment. Um, most of the attention seems to be around uh, <laughs> LeBron's MVP efforts. Moving on to Tier 2. I have two teams in this tier. Uh, one of them, unsurprisingly, is the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, truth be told, I would probably have them in a tier with the Lakers, but... You know, I believe you have to prove it in the postseason. And at the moment, whilst all the indications are suggesting they're building towards a team that can, they just haven't proven it with this group yet. I think the offense looks a lot better with Ty Lue as the coach. Um, I think they're uh, shooting you know, shooting the three quite well, which has been impressive. I mean, Paul George isn't probably going to shoot 48% from three for the whole year, but everything else has looked fairly sustainable. I do like the little wrinkle with... Nick Batum uh, playing as almost a point forward. Um, it's astounding with him how washed he looked in Charlotte and, you know, how reasonable he's looked so far this year. Uh, there's, yeah, there's just, it's, it's absolutely astounding. I think it goes to show that, um, you know, if you move a guy into a more tertiary role, uh, they can certainly still have some juice left in the tank, even if they can't be the guy anymore. Pat Bev's just working his way back from injury now. He's extremely important for them, uh, just because, honestly, I can't watch any more Reggie Jackson minutes, and from the sounds of it, neither can Kawhi Leonard. He just he isn't a good fit. He likes to get his own bucket too much. Um, and I think Pat Bev, in more of the 3 and D style point guard role, uh, is what this team needs. Obviously, we know in the offseason, there were some whispers about perhaps him trying to get some more Creators at the point guard spot, Kawhi kind of hinted. There was certainly some rumors about them looking at Rajon Rondo. Um, but I think, uh, more importantly, Tyler's offense will be a bigger wrinkle for them in this postseason. They're not going to have to worry about, you know, just getting too ISO heavy too early. Um, and at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, if the scores are uh, close in the last five minutes and you have Kawhi Leonard, you have uh, every chance. Shout out to Paul George for what's been a really good bounce back season. Not that he played poorly last year at all. I think there's been this misconception that he played poorly. It's more when you start hitting the side of the backboard twice in the playoffs, uh, you're going to get a reputation. But he's looked fantastic. Um, really shooting the absolute shit out of the ball. I'm shocked that Marcus Morris seems fine coming off the bench. Um, he's always someone that's liked to get his own shot. But at the end of the day, he's now got that four-year, $64 million deal. And maybe now he looks at that as he's uh, secured the bag and he's willing to do what it takes. Uh, Luke Kennard um, has been quite impressive so far this year. Um, 
whilst not putting up a you know incredible amount of points, he's shooting three really well, almost forty five percent. He's shown a little bit of juice as a facilitator. You'd like to see perhaps a little bit more out of him defensively, um, but at the end of the day, he's still a slight upgrade from Lou Will. If you get those matchups in the playoffs, that Lou Will just can't play. Uh, Serge Barker has fitted fairly seamlessly into this lineup. It's a shame we can't see more Zubac minutes. I I really do like Zubac, um, but at the end of the day, from a championship perspective, it's probably the right thing to do to go with Serge in the starting lineup. Spaces the floor. Um, just got that veteran experience and championship experience, so can't complain. The second team in this tier, I've been back and forth on this a lot, um, is the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they had a huge win today over the Philadelphia 76ers. Devin Booker really showed some juice there. Uh, he did one absurd three uh, over Ben Simmons uh, down the stretch there. But he's starting to round out now, um, which is a... Uh, Good to see. He obviously had a bit of a slower start to the year, um, which given, you know, he was playing with a new ball handler and a, uh, an all-star style ball handler for the first time in his career, it's it's totally understandable. For me, Mikhail Bridges has been the guy this year. Um, he's just, you know, shooting pretty much 40% from three. He is such a good on-ball defender, such a good help defender. Uh, he's, uh, you know, been able to create a little bit out of the pick and roll this year as well. To get over a couple of assists a game from him is quite sneaky. Um, but he's just a winning player to me. I, I, if he's scoring 14 points a game on good efficiency, um, I, I think you're in a fantastic spot there. And you can see that with the exception of guys that can overpower him, people don't want to be guarded by him. There are, there are guards and wings in this league that are seeking any switch they can to get Mikhail Bridges off them because he's got those Robocop arms, his instincts are fantastic. Um, and I think he's just gonna be a really special player. His extension eligible at the end of the year, that will be interesting to see. Um, hopefully for Phoenix, they can lock him up. Chris Paul has looked reasonable. I, I think if you've expected to see anything more from Chris Paul at this point, you probably not didn't have really sick expectations about how he would approach this year, uh, given he is 35 years old. Uh, I guess the only Complaint is that he is only shooting 34% from three. You'd like to see that closer to 38, 39. But, you know, we've, we've seen so much, such a body of work from him that he is a good three-point shooter. Um, we know that will balance out, you know. There'll be a bit of progression to the mean there. Um, and other than that, you know, he's been able to organise the offence. Uh, and, yeah, he's just been, as you'd expect, a veteran. I think he's probably been good for the guys in the locker room as well. DeAndre Ayton was slipping a little bit defensively at the start of the year, but he's had a really good patch the last kind of five or ten games. Uh, he is a hell of a rebounder. If you really watch him work on the glass, he might be one of the best rebounders in the game. Um, I'd certainly prefer him to watch him clean the glass than I would uh, watch Andre Drummond. But yeah, just a real physical specimen. The same sort of complaints we've always seen with him, where it's like, why are you taking... 18-foot face-ups all the time. I mean, he can certainly get a lot closer to the rim a lot more often than what he is. He's playing on a team with pretty good spacing as well. It's not like the lane is consistently clogged. Um, and, yeah, hopefully he can continue to develop a bit more pick-and-roll chemistry um, with Chris Paul, work on that with Devin Booker as well. Um, but he's rounding into a, a really nice player. And perhaps it's, it's not necessarily the worst thing that he's not a monster on the low block. There are only so many shots to go around. 
Jay Crowder has been, quite frankly, just doing Jay Crowder things. He's certainly not shooting it like quite like he was in Miami, but you know, 35% or so from three has been quite impressive. Um, I think it's gonna they're going to kind of tinker with the starting lineup, um, and the guy that will end up probably being in the finish finishing lineup over Jay Crowder is Cam Johnson. Um, you know, I think the Suns were pretty much unanimously ripped for that pick a few years ago, but he's been effective. I mean, he's got. Pretty good size for a shooter. Uh, he's shooting 37%, but he's taking, you know, six and a half attempts a game, and I think that will end up being closer to 38 39%. He's a, you know, certainly a reasonable defender, uh, and I think he's a positional plus out on the floor. They've been missing Dario Saric, who's been injured now for quite some time. Uh, all the plus-minus numbers loved those Dario Saric at the five minutes from the start of the year, but... Uh, he's been out. I think we've seen a little bit of a regression uh, to the mean from campaign, uh, but he's still proving to be a very handy backup point guard. And yeah, it's all been kind of progressing nicely for him. I guess the biggest test will be for them seeing this group in the playoffs for the first time. Uh, you know, the only, I guess, disappointment is their draft pick, Jalen Smith, has only played seven games. Can you imagine Tyrese Halliburton on this team? Uh, you know, coming off the bench, playing in closing lineups. But at the end of the day, he's been injured, um, so we won't judge that too much. Uh, and yeah, I, I think they've got a scorer in Booker that game should translate to the postseason. Um, and looking forward to seeing, you know, how they go when we get a bit closer to it. That win today against the Sixers was certainly a statement win, so good on them. Now there's a team in their own here. Uh, in the third tier. And I've been umming and ahhing about putting him in tier two or tier three. At the end of the day, I've settled on tier three and it's the Golden State Warriors. Um, Steph Curry has been doing Steph Curry things. 30 points a game, 34, sorry, 43% shooting from three, over 60% effective field goal percentage, 90% for the line. Uh, he's just been fantastic. And this is the season I think we all wanted to see from Steph Curry. I think in some... Regards, it's a blessing for, you know, viewers of basketball that KD's on the nets um, because we get to see Steph Curry just go off again. And, uh, yeah, it, it's been so fun watching the Warriors. Um, I think, at the end of the day, the reason they're in, this, they're in this tier for me and not up there with the Clippers and the Suns is I don't know, other than Steph, if they're going to start trapping him at the halfway line in the playoffs, who the guy is. I mean... Wiggins has been fairly impressive, um, shooting the three pretty much better than he has his entire career, um, and, uh, and has been a nice spot-up guy, but I don't think, uh, as Timberwolves fans very well know, if Wiggins is the guy creating too many shots for you, I, I don't really know what sort of playoff team you are. Oubre's really starting to round into shape now, um, shot the three a lot better the last kind of 10-15 games. But yet again, he's more of an impact energy guy. I don't think he's a, a guy you want to rely on too much in the playoffs. Um, although those sick put-back dunks are always fun to watch. Draymond is having perhaps the most draymond season of all time. Um, the box score numbers are looking borderline role-player-ish at this point, but he, if you actually watch them play, he's so effective and so important for their defense, um, both as a communicator and as a help defender. And yeah, he's just, I think he unlocks so much of what Steph does and that's quite important. Uh, Wiseman has had a few niggles recently. 
uh, and also got moved to the bench. Uh, it'll be interesting if they make the postseason what kind of role they play him in because they need bodies, they need size, they need athleticism, but I, he's so raw and I feel like he could get exposed in the playoffs. Um, Brad Wanamaker's been a little bit disappointing for them, to be honest with you. He looked good on the Celtics last year. He's just struggled to shoot the ball, and that's, you know, at the end of the day. Uh, what his main role on this team is going to be as a defender and a spot-up shooter. So I just think there's a lack of a second guy there. Obviously, if Clay was healthy, that's different. But um, I certainly think they're probably going to be a team you wouldn't want to see in the first round of the playoffs. But I'd, I'd struggle to see them having the arsenal to go deep uh, against a team like the Lakers or the Clippers. And finally, a team, the Tier 4 team, but notably not a Tier 5 team, because they very well easily could have been a Tier 5 team, is the Sacramento Kings, who have looked really good um, through the last couple of games. De'Aaron Fox is looking every part of his uh, his max contract money he got over the offseason, which is important for them. Um, he's confident shooting the three this year. I feel like he just understands his game perhaps better than he ever has. Um, moving Marvin Bagley out of the closing lineup has been a smart idea. Uh, I just, yeah, Tyrese Halliburton, I love watching him play. Really smart player. Honestly, he's the kind of rookie that I would trust him in a playoff game. There are very few rookies I would trust in a playoff game, but if you watch him down the stretch of these games, he is so big in huge moments. Uh, always makes the right play. Um, Rashawn Holmes, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he gets paid this offseason, but he's been a really tidy starting center for him. I guess the only neg- the only knock against him is he probably doesn't have the size to guard someone like a Jokic if they are to make the postseason. But I think making the postseason at all or even the play-in would be something that this franchise would celebrate. I don't think they're going to worry about specific matchups if or when they get there. I think just having a chance to play in the play-in or preferably the playoffs uh, is more than enough for them. Buddy Hield has had kind of a middling year. Uh, I guess he's obviously not too unhappy at this point. He must be returning Luke Walton's text again. Harrison Barnes has been amazing. Um, you know, just make smart plays. Uh, shooting, you know, 40% from three, 54% from two. You know, he can post up a little bit on again if he gets a smaller guy on the block. He's a reasonable rebounder. Um, just, yeah, he's been a really solid player and honestly probably living up to his contract. I know a lot of people ripped that contract when he got it, but... Yeah, it's astounding. When you look at the ages on the Kings, who would think that Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield are the same age? Like, I know everyone knows Hield is older than what he is, but Harrison Barnes and Buddy Hield are the same age. Um, Bielitsa has pretty much fallen out of the rotation, which is surprising. Um, he was quite effective for him over the last couple of years, but if they're going to have to play Bagley, and I say have to, um, then... Yeah, Bielitsa just doesn't have a role. He looks a bit out of shape. He potentially could be traded. Um, but I, I think if this team makes the play in, I think they'll be happy enough with that. Uh, I think a lot of it hinges on Fox. And to be honest with you, on Fox's shooting, which is a bit of a tedious cliff to be sitting on. But at the same time, you know, he's their best player. Um, and if he can get that three-pointer going, he's so hard to stop when he gets going downhill. So that's, you know, really important for them. All right, thank you. That's all from me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, that was more of an intro pod. We're going to bring some more guests on here, um, you know, discuss some more specifics as we get through the season. But I thought that would be a good kind of cap of where I see these teams right now. Bit of a summary of how some of the players are going. Look forward to joining you.
next time on the Pacific Post-Ups. Make sure to check out all the other amazing podcasts that Off The Glass has. uh, And I'll see you next time.